Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, exercise physiologist and donut lover, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, I took a look at some concrete steps that you can take to reduce your overall holiday stress. So, if the stress of the holidays is starting to get to you, you might want to go back and listen to last week's podcast. This week, I want to say I got a Christmas gift from a friend. And that gift was they sent me a text with a topic for a podcast. And after you've done this for a couple of years, a good topic for a podcast is a gift. And I started to look at this and found that there was not a lot of information on it. So I'm going to, I've gone in, gotten all the information I can, and I will give you what I can, and we'll go from there. The topic they had in mind was carb cycling. And they said that they had been surfing the internet and you see an article about it and you kind of get sucked down the rabbit hole and we know how that goes. And they were wondering, and it's a very good thing to wonder whenever you see something like this, how much of it is hype where they're trying to sell you their book or trying to sell you their program or whatever, and how much of it is real science because a lot of it looks really good. Now, when I first heard carb cycling, it was a new one on me. I was hoping it meant you eat a couple of donuts and go for a bike ride. Unfortunately, that's not exactly what it means. So what is carb cycling and does it work? It turns out that a lot of these diets that you keep hearing about, they're they're blaming carbohydrates for all of your weight gain. And so this is a way to regulate the amount of carbohydrates that you eat based on the amount of exercise that you're going to do. And so if you're going to have a really high intensity workout day, since your body preferentially burns carbohydrates during a workout, you would need more carbohydrates. So that day would be a high carb day on days that are going to be a rest day because you really do need to rest and let your muscles recover. On those days, you would eat virtually no carbs and replace that a lot of that energy with fat. And of course, logically, if you're going to have a moderate workout day, you'd eat a moderate amount of carbs. And you plan this out to where you'll have a certain high carb day and a certain low carb day. And you'll know what your diet's going to be based on your workouts. Now, this is not the same thing as the keto diet or some of the ones that severely restrict carbohydrates. Um, because you are allowed to have the carbohydrates on the days that you need them. And when you go to the scientific literature to look up carb cycling, you get crickets, nothing. Um, I found a few things that were talking about changing uh, diet around, but nothing that specifically focused on carb cycling because it's, it's a really new concept. What I did find is that there are a few positives and a few negatives on this. The positives are it allows you to eat carbs because a lot of these diets, you know, they tell you you cannot eat any carbohydrates ever in your life or you are going to blow up like a balloon. And so people, I hear them all the time, I'm never going to eat bread again. I'm sorry, I'm going to eat bread because I like bread. So, you know, some of these diets you can stick to just on sheer will willpower for a while, but because they're so insanely restrictive, you just say, forget it, I'm not going to do this, and you go back to what you were doing. The other positive for it is for it to work at all 
it requires you to be an exerciser. I mean, because if you're going to do all rest days, then you might as well be on the keto diet because um, that would be a very low carb diet day every day. So you need to be doing strenuous exercise some days. So that's a very positive. The negatives of it are it requires intense planning and food tracking and calorie tracking and all that. It may cause some gastric disturbance because you're changing the type of food that you eat and then you change the type of food you eat back and you're kind of daily changing the type of food you eat and you're you could possibly upset your stomach that way. And on the really low carb days, you may have what people that, that actually do the keto diet call, refer to as the carb flu. You may have some sluggishness on those days. Well, bottom line, does it work? Yes, it does. Um, and I'll get into that a little bit later as we're discussing some of the other diets. But the main thing is it does work. However, it's such a hassle that it seems like the only people that really benefit from this long term are elite athletes who have a nutritionist and have somebody who's going to plan their workout, a coach that's going to plan their workouts for them and a nutritionist that's working with them and going to plan their dietary intake and be able to really regulate this because if you're trying to to do all of this even if it seems to be increasing your athletic performance which it's really better at increasing athletic performance than it is at causing weight loss and even if it's increasing your athletic performance if you're just a, a weekend 5k runner it's just not worth it to get the second place medal instead of the third place medal um, so to does it work yes is it worth it probably not now, when I was researching this, I found some other kind of cool diets. Um, one of them was the cert food diet. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, which you basically drink a green drink and red wine and chocolate and coffee. And you do that for a week or two. And it pr pr proposes that you're going to lose a, a quite a bit of weight, uh, probably a pound a day for the pr first two weeks. And there are a lot of others, you know, you you cut back on your carbs here and you're going to lose about a, a pound a day. And, and I keep hearing these diets that say you're going to lose a pound a day um, for the first two weeks. And so I wanted to know how you're going to do this, because if you don't eat at all, you're not going to lose a pound of fat a day unless you walk or run about 20 miles during that day. So it's just probably not going to happen. The math's not there. So I started looking into it. And it says that the average person, because whenever your body stores carbohydrates, when it eats it the way they store carbohydrates, they don't store it as fat first. It stores it as a chemical called glycogen. And for every ounce of glycogen, there's three to four ounces of water that is attached to that glycogen because it's kind of a, a jelly type stuff and so you've got the three to four ounces of glycogen so it looked up for you get 15 grams of glycogen for every kilogram of body weight and so I converted some of this a 200 pound person would be about 88 kilograms so you're going to go somewhere in that neighborhood so that would give you about 1,300 grams of glycogen, which would be if you had the glycogen along with the water, with the 4 grams of water, so that's 5 grams of that, so you multiply it by 5, that's 6,600 grams. Well, I mean, I'm so great at this metric conversion. Really, 6,600 grams is 14.5 pounds. So 
if you severely restrict your carbohydrate intake on one of the on any of these diets that are going to severely restrict your carbohydrate intake you're going to use up your glycogen that you have stored if you do that for two weeks you're going to lose about 14 and a half pounds wow 14 days 14 and a half pounds of water and sugar you've lost a pound a day have you lost any fat probably not and if you have lost fat there's a really good chance because of the calorie restriction that you've done that you've lost more muscle than the amount of fat that you've lost so and that's going to slow your metabolism and promote weight regain whenever you get off of this diet so what am i saying that diets don't work that you shouldn't bother trying to lose weight absolutely not diets work changing your lifestyle works and you can lose weight but it's not going to be from eliminating a macronutrient it's not going to be from some fad it's going to be from a lifestyle change and that's what i'm going to get into for the next couple of weeks what kind of lifestyle changes can you make to promote fat loss because that's what we really want to lose not just weight we want to lose fat and how can we do it in such a way that we stick to it and reach the goals that we're going to set because it's almost new year's and a lot of us are going to set weight loss or fat loss or fitness goals so how can we reach those and make our fitness just a little bit funner I hope you've enjoyed this episode if I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing Please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.